1: Meditate and discover that you are greater than you could ever imagine. Om Namah Shivaya Gurave Sachchidanandamurjay Nishpapanchaya Shantaya Niralam Vajejeje Muktanandaya Gurave Shishasamsara Harne. Bhakta kai kadayaya namaste chit saratmane he tad ev jagata meva samsara navasetave prabhave vidyanam rishambhave gurave namaha guru brahma guru vishnu guru devo maheshwara Guru-sakshat-para-Brahma-tas-mai-shri-gurave-namaha. namaha om
0: Swarupas swa bhava namo namaha Om. I bow to my own self. I bow to my Baba's own self. I bow to his Baba's own self. I bow to your own self. One self. Being all. Being you. Being me. Being all. And beyond all. O oh, Shiva. Again and again, I bow. Om Swarupa Swaswa swa Namo Namaha. Soul and self. Soul and self are not the same.
1: Soul is individualized divinity. Your soul reincarnates through many, many lifetimes, whatever it takes, for you to balance out the harm you've done to others and to get your lessons. Soul is individualized divinity. Self is the one divine reality that individualizes into all souls, all beings, all that exist. Soul is created, the individual who has been created by the one who creates
0: everything. Self is the creator. There is one divine reality.
1: That reality is essence, beingness, existence itself. Everything that exists is made of that existence for. Its existence is what makes anything able to exist. If something exists, it is made of existence itself. Thus, your soul, which exists, is made of that which exists. Experiencing your soul is a deep and profound experience. But as a soul, you are still separate from God. And each soul is separate from every other soul. This separation, which I call
0: individuation, is the clue that you haven't made it all the way. Experiencing your own soul is deeply centering and grounding.
1: You feel your divine essence, but it's not the whole of your divine essence. It's like you're on a cruise ship in the middle of the ocean, looking through a porthole. It's your porthole, but you can't see the whole ocean. The ocean is a metaphor for your own self, O Shiva. The one divine reality that is being your soul and all souls. Shiva
0: is self, God found inside you, being you. When you know your own self,
1: you experience the one reality underlying all that exists. You see that everyone and everything is another form of your own being, just like each separate finger is part
0: of your whole hand, separate and not all at the same time. Soul and self are not the same. Soul
1: is individualized divinity that reincarnates through many, many lifetimes. Self is the one divine reality that individualizes into all souls, all beings,
0: all that exists. Self is being you while being all. As I
1: am speaking, I am speaking to my own self in your own form. As you were listening, you are hearing self speaking to your own self. There's only one here, being each and all of us. What a glorious,
0: diverse paradise we live in. My own self is being all. To experience
1: this reality is to melt into your own greatness. To experience your own self is to go beyond the soul level to find that you are the one who has become your soul. To seek and find your own self goes beyond religion to mysticism. Religion is the relationship between soul and God. But
0: mysticism is finding God within as your own being. Hello, Shiva. Shiva greets Shiva. How fun. Most people don't confuse
1: soul with self, primarily because they're not experiencing
0: either. When you feel separate, even lost and alone, any inner
1: experience is good. It feeds you. It nourishes you. That inner experience heals and uplifts you. With this result, you don't ask, Am I experiencing soul or am I experiencing
0: self? Is this God? Or more pertinent, Am I being soul or am I being God? This is yoga's goal.
1: Shemaraja makes this clear. He makes the goal clear and describes yoga's promise. In his final sutra of the pratyabhinyo Tada Tadha Prakashananda Sara Maha Mantra Viryatmaka Hanta Vesat Sada Sarva Sarga Samhara Kari Nija Samvit Devata Chakreshvarata Praptir Bhavatiti Shivam It's a long sutra, I know.
0: <laughs> so I'm going to pull out just one part of it for us today. You enter into the wholeness of perfect I amness,
1: which is the bliss of consciousness, and attain lordship
0: over the universe. This is all Shiva. I am. To know inside, I am. It's simple. You do exist. You know that you exist. Your knowing of your own existence
1: is existence itself, knowing its own existence. Your own self knows your own self.
0: This is all contained in the wholeness of perfect I amness. But day to day, you treat I am
1: as an incomplete sentence. I am fill in the blank. You fill it in with your gender. I am female. I am male. Or even I am both. You fill it in with what you do, whether for work or play. I am a teacher. I am a musician. I am a yogi. I am a cheese lover. You fill in the blanks with your relationships. I am a wife, a husband, a son, or daughter. I am a singleton. I am a swami. You fill it in with past and future worries and desires. You fill in the blank with your mind. I am my
0: mind.
1: I am is already a complete sentence. It is full, whole. And complete.
0: It points you toward your own essence. Deeper than soul. Your own self.
1: In Sanskrit. I am pulsates with the rhythm of creation. Aham. 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 Giving rise to the beating of your heart. And the movement of
0: your breath. A Aham. 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 To carry you deeper, the sages give us a word that names your
1: amnes, shivoham. I am Shiva. I am primordial beingness. I am that which exists. That which is being all is being me. Shiva combined with aham. Is Shiva hum, Shiva hum, Shiva hum,
0: Shiva hum, hum. How great! And the problem with this is that you dive deep inside,
1: but your experience is that it is only you who is Shiva. Your heart deepens but it doesn't expand. Your mind stills as you plunge within, but your mind gets erratic and crazy again when your experience is that Shiva's only on the inside. You must find Shiva inside, yes, but that finding is truly finding that Shiva is inside all. For this, you need Om Namah Shivaya. I bow to the shivanis is my own self, and the self of all. Om Namah Shivaya. 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 This is why Nityananda gave Moktananda this mantra, and why Moktananda gave this mantra to me, and empowered me to give it to you. Repeating this mantra gives you the experience of your own self, and empowers you to explore so deeply
0: within, that you find the reality that is within everyone. By this, I mean that the mantra is good psychology,
1: both psychology and spirituality at the same time. Psychology works on your mind. Spirituality takes you beyond your
0: mind to self. Mantra does both at the same time. Let's look at the story of psyche, soul who married
1: Eros, lust. It's a Greek myth. First, let's hear the story and then look at the yogic teachings in it. A king and queen had three daughters, all extraordinarily beautiful. The youngest, Psyche, was the most beautiful. So much, the people began to worship her instead of Aphrodite. The goddess of love and beauty. Aphrodite's temples became deserted, which made her angry. So she sent her son, Eros, also known as Cupid, on a mission to make Psyche fall in love with a vile and hideous person who would destroy her life and beauty. However, when
0: Eros saw Psyche, fell in love with her. While Psyche's older sisters married kings, no one wanted to marry her. They
1: worshipped her, but did not want to marry her. Her parents were concerned. So the king went to Delphi to consult the ancient oracle, who said, despair, king. Your daughter will marry a beast that even the gods fear. Dress her in funeral clothes and take her to the tallest rock spire in the kingdom.
0: There she shall meet her doom. They dressed Psyche in black
1: and climbed with her to the tallest rock spire, abandoning her there. After some time, Zephyr, the west wind, picked her up and carried her to a
0: flower-filled meadow where she fell asleep. When she awakened, there was a beautiful castle.
1: A sweet voice beckoned her in, and a feast presented itself
0: with lovely musical accompaniment. But no one was there. No beast either. In the night, a lovely and loving man came to her,
1: making her promise that she would not try to see him or know his name.
0: She gave herself to him. They spent every night together. She became pregnant. Her
1: life was filled with pleasures, but she was lonely during the daytime. She asked her sisters to come visit. They were delighted to find out that Psyche was alive and happy. But they planted seeds of doubt and fear in her mind that persisted after
0: they left. One night, she lit a candle to see who she was sleeping with. Awakened,
1: Eros fled. But Psyche had recognized him as a
0: god. Bereft, She appealed to the gods for his return. They sent her to Aphrodite, but Psyche didn't know she was going to the one who set her up. Aphrodite gave Psyche four impossible tasks. The
1: first was to sort a huge mound of seeds in one day.
0: She got help from an ant colony and completed the task. Then she
1: was to get a special kind of wool from a notoriously dangerous sheep
0: herd. A river god taught her to collect pieces of wool from the bushes.
1: Her next task was to get water from a rushing river that was surrounded by steep and slippery rocks. Zeus sent his
0: eagle to collect the water for her. Her final task was to bring some of Persephone's
1: beauty back from the underworld. Journeying there, Psyche got past many hurdles, finally reaching Persephone, who willingly put some of her beauty Inside a small box. Returning home, Psyche opened the box of Persephone's beauty, but the only thing inside was the essence of death.
0: Psyche died. Her husband, Eros, who had forgiven her, took her to Olympus, where Zeus brought her back
1: to life and made her immortal, Psyche became the goddess of the
0: soul. Psyche and Eros' daughter was Hedone, the goddess of pleasure or hedonism. What's happening here? From yoga's perspective, Psyche, the soul, is so
1: beautiful that no one wants to marry her. They can't imagine, cannot imagine bringing the soul into the practicalities of their daily lives. Soul must remain pure and pristine, separate from life. Most people believe this to be true, even today, thousands of years later. If they want to find their soul, they believe they have to leave life. We practice the interweaving, so that you live a soul-filled life. More than that, a consciousness-filled life. When she was cursed, Psyche had to face death on the tall spire of rocks. Yet, she is soul, who is so light that she can be carried like a feather on the wind landing at a beautiful castle to be loved by a god. Here, Psyche, the ethereal soul, and Eros' lusty love, unite. Again, I'll call this Tantra, the interweaving of the spiritual into life
0: and relationship. Ah, but then the mind intrudes. With doubts and fears that sabotage everything, she loses it all. To get back, Psyche must do tapas, yogic austerities.
1: In the impossible tasks, she is helped by the gods, grace making the impossible possible. Still, she must put forth her own best efforts. This is called practice. Her final task has her facing death again, traveling to the queen of the underworld to ask for a boon. She makes it there and back. But then her mind intervenes
0: again, making her open the box, which brings about her death. Yet her lover, her husband, the father of her unborn child,
1: transports her to Olympus, where she is revived and made into a god herself, the goddess of the soul.
0: The mortal becomes immortal. That's yoga personified. Reunited lovers are body and soul both immortals, but
1: enjoying mortal pleasures, which give rise to their daughter. She is named
0: Hidone, who embodies the quest for pleasure. Here's the warning in the story.
1: Your mind will try to substitute pleasure for spirituality. It's easy to see how easily soul can
0: get entrapped in lust and pleasure. Psyche, soul,
1: is too pure and ethereal to be involved in life there at the beginning. She has to face death. She has to be entrapped and then face death again, even dying, before she can interweave her gentle spirit into the demands of relationship, parenting, and life. Yet it is Psyche, who is the giver of life. In Latin, her name is anima, which means breath. She is Psyche, soul, and it is Psyche, soul,
0: who animates or gives life to all. For us mere mortals, it's easy to get
1: life, breath, and even soul. Confused with love, with sex, with birthing a child, or giving yourself over to a relationship. Psyche, soul, can be lost in the physicality of life, eros. Or psyche, soul, can be the source of life, that which animates and gives meaning to all that exists. Which direction are you headed? psyche? Or
0: eros. It's a moment-to-moment decision. Krishna warns about this
1: in the Bhagavad Gita, chapter sixteen, verses eleven through twenty-one. I'll begin with sixteen eleven. Chintama chaha cha pralayantam Kamo Pabhoga Parama Beset with great anxieties that end only when they die. Worldly minded people prioritize gratification of lust as their highest goal, feeling sure that is all there is to life. And some lines from the next verses. Such beings use any means to gain wealth for sensual enjoyment. Triple is the gate to hell. Lust, anger, and greed. These destroy
0: your ability to find your own self within. Quite the warning.
1: Lust, anger, and greed not only open the gates to hell, they destroy your ability to find your own self. Here's how it works. When you're pursuing pleasures, you're looking outside for fulfillment. You develop your senses as well as your reactivity, wanting more and more, even getting angry when you can't get what you want. It becomes your identity. Measuring everything to see if it measures up living on the verge of anger all the time, evaluating the worth of things by how much pleasure
0: they give. It's called American. It's called Western. It's called modern. It's called normal. The fact that you're looking inward means you're not normal.
1: You want your soul back. And you want even more. You want your own self. This means you must manage
0: your mind differently than you have been. Let's go back to Psyche's story. She got in
1: trouble twice. Both times when she followed her mind. Her doubts and fears made her mistrust her lover, so she used a candle to see who he was. And later, she got curious about what was in Persephone's box of beauty, and she
0: died. How helpful is your mind? Clearly, it needs some help, some guidance some honing,
1: polishing, training, and upliftment. That's called yoga.
0: Your soul is already intact. Yourself, even deeper than soul, is whole, perfect, expansive, and complete. It's your mind that needs work.
1: All of yoga's practices are for your mind. Which brings us to the overlap between yoga and psychology. When you're using yoga's tools to work on your mind, you're getting freed from your psychological hang-ups and needs. This is one of the earliest benefits you get from yoga. Therefore, in the beginning, yoga looks like good psychology. But the science of psychology is named after psyche which means it should be the ology or science of psyche, the soul. Yet it has become the science or study of the mind, just like psyche got trapped by her own mind. So can you. In yoga, you use your mind to go looking for soul instead of looking for soul in another. You look for your own soul, and then you dive deeper to discover who has made your soul, who is being your soul and all other souls. Who are you at that deeper, deepest, most profound and expansive
0: level within? You are your own self, O Shiva. om namah shivaya this is why you honor namah your
1: own self shivaya om namah shivaya honoring that one divine reality that is being the whole universe while being you om namah shivaya this is why you use mantra to fill your mind with consciousness and with the honoring of consciousness both within you and all the forms that
0: consciousness takes, O oh Shiva. This is why you work with your mind instead of following it around wherever it wants to go.
1: You follow your mind like the metaphorical bull with a ring in its nose. But it's not merely a metaphor. I saw this happening quite literally. In India one day, I was sitting in a temple near the open door, chanting the Guru Gita, our morning chant in Sanskrit. And I happened to look up just as a neighborhood child walked by. He was about eight years old, holding one end of a rope in his hand. The other end of the rope was tied to a ring in the nose of a bull. Not a cow bull, a water buffalo bull. They are huge. And this child was leading him down the street with a thin rope because it pulled on the bull's nose. So he followed. The nose tissue is so sensitive
0: that a small child could control a huge bull. What are you following? Your mind will turn up childish
1: reactions, your own worst memories and fears. Or will you take hold of the rope and lead your mind to the fountain of immortality, the mantra that gives you your own self? You get
0: to decide. You decide who you are being and where you are going, O oh Shiva. Om svarupa swa swabhava namah